0: Yeah, she'll teach you how to be artistically you Not afraid to talk about what's taboo So don't play small Join the podcast with Nikki Collins Autism Unmasked Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Autism Unmasked My name's Nikki Collins, I'm the autism coach and author of Through Autistic Eyes. You can find out more about my coaching and my book on my website, theautismcoach.co.uk. And today I am joined by Jo Farmer, who is the autistic mouse. Not only is she the autistic mouse, but she's a late diagnosed autistic person who was diagnosed at the age of 46. And to put it mildly, she had a rocky road in her work journey, in the lead up to her diagnosis and before, and based on her experiences, she is now helping people to get work, keep work, and is really focusing on helping or later diagnosed autistics with their work-life balance and experiences. So, welcome to Autism and Mars Show. Thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure, Nikki. So, you are joined today by your budgies, aren't you? <laughs> yes, Peter and Catherine, who are currently fortunately mostly asleep. Yes, my my cat, who no one can hear anymore because I have a headset now, is currently asleep in a dog's bed because a cat bed is too small. Okay. <laughs> oh bless animals. Funny little things, aren't they? They do listen to you though, I must say. They listen to every word you say and they're great friends. Yes, they are. Unconditional love. <laughs> So what got you into the doctors for a diagnosis at a later age, Joe?
1: Well, the general path through work. You don't get permanent work very easily. And at one place of work, I started. They accepted my different ways. Um, my need to sleep during lunch hour. Because otherwise I was absolutely exhausted. Very, very, um, as I got by, I was accepting myself. Mm. New manager. You always get worried with new managers. Communication was not brilliant. I don't always, when you meet somebody, I'm I'm generally very open. I meet her and there's just something about her. And I just somehow don't trust her. I never open up to her. Communications and trust never quite grows. Mm. Very little feedback on how I was doing at work until reviews, and then you get a poor review, and you haven't got enough work, enough information there to work on, to understand. And sort of the trust never grew, kind of based on this and her line managers weren't to weren't very understanding either. And it ends up with me being put on a performance process system because I wasn't performing as expected based on the lack of information I'd actually received. Hmm. And it ends up with me in front of a panel, but quite depressed by this point, as you can imagine. And one of them there. Something about my answers, possibly by how I behaved as well. But some of my answers, but some were very precise, and they saw through something. Could be an underlying condition going on here, causing some of these issues. Off to occupational health. They think it's dyspraxia because I was never. Good at catching a ball at school and coordination could be quite interesting and trying to express myself in what was considered to be the normal way of thinking and the speed of thinking and the facial expressions. Mm. <laughs> I never really get the support I need there. I wasn't actually consulted about my what my, um, about, Any reasonable adjustments directly, which was probably not very good, and I end up having to leave quite depressed. I go to a doctor, and it ends up with a district nurse coming around. It's probably autism. It's like I Asperger's, and I end up having been put on a waiting list, and I'm told I have actually got autism, and. It, expre- it, it explains so many struggles in my life, my energy levels, mm. why I could appear so antisocial in the way that many autistic people can do so, because I'm building up my energy levels again. And why I do not look people in the eye when I'm actually focusing, when I'm thinking, which is also, um which is also can be misunderstood. And... Pretty depressing working all of that through. and realize how where where people have provided understanding, I have actually done quite well. You learn about it, you go on to Facebook, LinkedIn, and um basically I wanted to make raise the awareness of what it is and help other people who have been through possibly going through similar situations. I know are other people
0: on that path right now, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. There's so many people who have been missed. And the stereotype is that females have been missed because we present so differently. But as we all know, autism itself isn't gendered. So if you display the more feminine in inverted commas side of autism and those traits so anything that hasn't been researched and falls into the neat little tick boxes you just you tend to get missed and yeah it can cause so many problems there's lots of people out there who are still on this journey and they will be for many years to come or more people on this journey
1: yes and the number of people with (sighs) Autism. Um, the stati- it's one in 88, 66. So is it 44? Is it 42? Or is it, is it one in four? Or it's The statistics keep changing. I don't think that um, people not disclosing through fear means the statistics cannot be ever be certain.
0: Absolutely. And I can understand why people don't disclose. And you've only got to look back over... Your history to see why people are so fearful. And it's why the work that you're doing and other people who are advocating and raising awareness towards acceptance and understanding, so that businesses can actually start to step up to where us neurodivergent and autistic people are. So it's not the autistic person who needs to make the changes, it's actually the business. So we put the emphasis on them. Rather than it being our fault,
1: some businesses are much better than others. Mm -hmm. And get the culture right so you don't have to be in meetings staring rigidly into the face of the person and not fidgeting, being able to control your environment and having occupational health ringing you up, finding out what you need, and businesses actually taking an active, interest in how to understand and involve and not judge a person because they've just
0: flown off the handle through stress. Exactly and I think you hit the nail on the head there Joe. it's asking what you need because every autistic person is going to have different experiences and the way they approach their challenges will be different so Having a list of reasonable adjustments and throwing them all at somebody is totally overwhelming. So just ask the question, what do you need? And if you need some guidance, here's a handy list. (laughs) I have now got a list of information
1: of what helps me, what doesn't help me, including in reviews,
0: communication, and just as simple as the light levels. Absolutely. It was only the other day I went into a shop with a slight headache and I I paid for the shopping and then I basically abandoned my partner and said, I'm gonna go and stand outside because it's dark out there. And if we can have autism friendly hours in shops and or some places are doing better and they're having like autism friendly Mornings across the entire week. Why can't we just always have the lights dimmed? And why can't we have that in other environments like the office? Some shops
1: do have autism friendly hours, normally early in the morning mm-hmm, when I'm asleep. <laughs> yes, um, there is greater awareness in places, but there are one or two shops where I really don't like going into bright white lights. And boy, does the lighting affect my concentration at
0: work, potentially. Yeah, they tell me they don't have the horrible, the, the fluorescent sort of like the, the, the LED. No, they're not LED, the fluorescent ones. Why does it make a noise? I don't know, but there's white light and there is
1: yellow light. Um, there is... The hey, the rainbow round lights when they are thinking about failing. There's a light changing during the day. Um a lot of this can be mitigated by some of it can be mitigated by wearing sunglasses. Lights failing really bugs me, but is when you're allowed to work at home and you can control your environment. That is what has, I believe, has helped a lot of autistic people during lockdown, for whom it was not so stressful
0: because you didn't have to talk to people. Absolutely, and you can. It's like usually I have a ring light on, but it's Friday uh, when we're at the time of the recording of this this episode, and I've had enough of my ring light this week. And you can still see me perfectly clear. And you didn't come on and say. <gasps> You must, you must be brighter, Nikki. (laughs) Shock, shock, horror. (laughs) So, how did you come up with the name, the autistic mouse, Joe? I was called Mouse
1: as a child, Um, apparently because I was quiet. But I suspected I may have had outbreaks of being noisier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But apparently, I was told it was because I was quiet. And it's kind of on an identity and it sort of fits with me. And mice, they can be very quiet in the background, just doing their own thing, not being seen or heard much, but still contributing. But when you upset a mouse, they do actually react mm-hmm. and you can't ignore it. You may not understand the reaction, but that's not
0: the point. So, like autistic mouse. I like that. Yeah, it's nice. Obviously, you are in a paid employment. You work a, a job and you are advocating and building awareness using your social media platforms. What sort of things do you put out there? What's important for you to share with the world? There's kind
1: of all sorts of things. My personal experience, which too many people can relate to, far too many people. Just messages about autism, the skills we have. People in one year I was putting out about autistic contribution to various areas, including... IT, and I do love saying we would not be communicating like this if it wasn't for the autistic contribution. Um, More recently, I've been putting out, I've learned how to do memes, putting out posts on fidget toys, which autistic people rely on um, much more than other people. Also, the fact that we don't always our facial expressions are not always as expected, and we don't always look people in the face when we're listening to them. We don't look as if we're concentrating, but we actually are. There's really there's so much to so many autistic traits that I try to write about, um, just and our general communication. It is. There's as a sub- accepted form of communication, understanding facial expressions, body language, tone of voice, <sighs> little phrase, odd little phrases that we're meant to know, like pull your socks up. What does oh. that mean?
0: <laughs>
1: mm. Just sim and simplify. And me and all of these contribute to meetings, work, um, how we get, s- how to give support. Um, make sure and how to feel that you can trust other people. I think we are very a very honest group of people. If we say something, we mean it. If, if I say I'm a bit upset, it can mean I'm very upset. Um, when we are overwhelmed, um, we can either have meltdowns or shutdowns, which are considered to be sulking or um, what is it? having a tantrum or bad behavior? Yeah. have it yes,
0: I've had all I've had those. Mm. just trying to make people aware, yeah, and uh, there's so much sensory input during the day that if you're if you're constantly misunderstood, it just gets tiring, and it yeah, and really, once that knowledge is is there it's not that hard to accommodate people's needs it really isn't so it's just that base knowledge that is lacking and we're still working very much from a deficit model so when people hear autism they still think of the stereotypes and all everything that the research is based on and it's outdated and it just it's needs a to disability. come up Disability. you can't do something you
1: can't communicate you can't do this, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um okay. Um Anthony Hopkins, is he stupid?
0: Absolutely not. Great actor, isn't he? That autistic man. Oh yeah, and that great <laughs> known N M, autistic. Um Heard of Einstein? Yes, I mm. think so. Um <laughs> and what is it about oh Alexander Graham Bell, the
1: telephone. First, two computer, two people were
0: Charles Babbage and Alan Turing. I wonder who he is. And we could go on and on and on. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's just that it's a different style of communication and people either get it or they don't. And if they don't get it, they either are willing to understand or they aren't. They're either open or they're closed. And we can plant the seed. We can share our information. We can share our truths and our story and our why and the passion that drives us. But it takes people who are actually receptive to make these changes. But the more people that are opening up, the better. And I just see the neurodiversity movement as a whole is gaining momentum. And it's fantastic. I love it. It's good to see. It has to work as a group
1: because Mm. you get comorbid conditions and apparent and people you can have traces of oh so many things and I've heard it said I'll try to say it correctly got they got all of these different differing viewpoints different traits and some human has put them together into these circles these circles overlap and one statistic I've seen, one in seven people are neurodiverse. People are ashamed, uh, feel ashamed that they can't spell properly. Um, and by the way,
0: a famous dyslexic. I don't know whether you've heard of Richard Branson. Hmm, maybe. I think he's done quite well for himself, if memory serves me correctly. He's made one or two, Bob, I think, over the years. Mm. Um.
1: <laughs> but it's yeah, it's trying to understand Get the best out of people Create the company culture That people can grow mm. Be accepted as they are I was sitting at an office yesterday One of my few exits From one of the relatively few times I go And you've got a call centre on one side You've got people talking um on the phone um or having just chatting to each other and i'm sitting there with headphones on um listening to music calming music from the computer in the background Um, and my phone has got a nice relax got the music off but it's got a lovely relaxing screen going up and i could i could focus
0: I yeah. could shut out what I didn't want to. It was so important to find a way to be able to do that. And I know that you are a firm believer, an advocate of systems. Oh, so yes. Yeah. That is a system that works for you. It does. A nice
1: combination of factors um, which all help with making people think about the various elements of what makes uh, meetings Except make um productive and not yep. not a, um not aggressive, not
0: scary, mm. they can be very intimidating, can't they?
1: Yes, um,
0: communication, uh, reasonable
1: adjustments, how we think, our thinking is different having multiple different ideas is uh, a simul- um simultaneously
0: makes it very hard being succinct in meetings I know yeah. <laughs> yes takes you on a squirrel tangent that we was talking about earlier and the, the the tangent that many autistic people can relate to I'm sure <laughs>
1: yes and getting from A to B ain't gonna work how do you know I've got to think about it why do you well haven't you thought about it well not I, um well, yes, but it was a bit of a twisted route, and I'm not conscious of the of where I, of how it worked. And if our people at people think, okay, that person is slow, they don't talk much, then oh, I can't go to a pub with them, or well, maybe I'm never going to have a the same level of communication. Um, but let's just work with them um just be the right sort of attitude take them as they are how can we grow them and then you've got mentoring um and moving on um providing the training that they require
0: and offering it exactly these skills can be learnt if the individual wants to learn them has a need or feels a need to and if
1: they need time out, and people accept, oh yeah, it's <clears throat> okay. Yeah, we told her to do something. She's written it down. She's now wandered off.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: actually processing how to do
0: it. Mm. Exactly, and I know that one of your um, one of your ways to process information is to close your eyes. So, to other people who don't know you, that might seem unusual, but actually it's just shutting off a sense enabled to process. So the autistic brain I always find has a almost like a holding chamber. So the information comes in and then it needs to be funneled and processed and sorted through before it can come out in a usable format, i.e. words. Whereas a neurotypical person, it will come in and then it just processes. So it just takes us a little bit longer. And that doesn't mean that we're not intelligent. It's just no, a and way.
1: One thing, I article which I read, the filtering, or this was to do with dyslexia, but filter, filtering, we don't filter. Apparently, at some point, the neurons in the brain after babyhood, they shut a load down. It is believed that neurotypicals, um, neurodiverse people, including autistic people, they don't shut all of these down. So we're therefore being bombarded. And this example was is a bit like you're throwing all a lot of cutlery into a drawer. Mm. We heard it all into a drawer, all mixed up. The neurotypical takes each one puts it in a, in the right place and they are taking on far less information bits of information than we are exactly. I will be in a talk and I'll be looking at some of these clothes what's going on in the background I'm gonna I'm sure you've got you do this as well you probably do this as well and you just you're just trying to shut things out and you should some people just cannot just concentrate on the person no problem, I'm trying to filter things
0: out. I think if I I wouldn't change being autistic. so if there was the blue pill and the red pill, this one takes away your autism and this one keeps you the same so we don't really need that pill, <laughs> but I would not change who I am I, I my autism gives me abilities that I wouldn't have if I wasn't autistic, but if there was one neurotypical skill I don't know if that's the right word or strength I don't know that trait. I could take ha- trait characteristic that I would take in a heartbeat it would be the ability to be able to shut out the other noises so that I could sit across from someone in a busy environment and just have that conversation as we are now with no other distractions yeah so that'd be lovely it would be nice um that that concept just seems so alien it's like how and I'm glad I only speak one language I was I I know people who speak multiple languages and they hear even more it's just oh wow (laughs)
1: languages have patterns which I absolutely adore but it is nice to be able to just yeah focus out without looking slightly odd and I didn't care what I looked like yesterday because I could actually still do my work. Um, but on the other hand, we have the hyper focus, which means on the other hand, sometimes we will just focus blast
0: everything out except what we're doing, and then we're ignoring people. Yeah. Yeah. Hyper focus has got me into trouble many times over the years.
1: <laughs> but it suits some places of work brilliantly. Apparently, they rolled out a new something about something to do with computers or an app and it fell over and it's quite embarrassing and it took an autistic person looking through I don't don't know how many lines of computer programming not all autistic people are good at computer programming I am not and to spot one small error which is causing it i deal with information and i can see i see where small things can make human humongous differences exactly these skills are i'm gonna and why they're skills of what's the skills that various autistic people have if the company won't if companies can't understand these they could lose so much
0: Exactly. And yes, we have so many skills and it's the, yeah, we have a lot to offer organisations. So if we get the systems right, get the reasonable adjustments in place that actually cater to people's individual specific needs. Get the attitude right. And we can actually start to support people to get ahead and just embrace the different communication styles, so that meetings aren't so intimidating our environments outside of our own control, so outside of our house <laughs> and it are, I mean there are people who work in laboratories because they can dim the lights, they have the ability to have control of the scents and smells that are in within the environment, so. Why do you think that people who like books, who happen to be autistic, become librarians? They get to sit there and go, shh, if people make a noise and kick them out. And they get to spend time around books, investing in their personal passions and special interests because they're surrounded by books. Yay! (laughs) My first peer
1: group was when I was was 12 and it was to do with History and I was—I have no idea what these middle-aged and retired people thought of this preteen telling them about detailed things about Nelson and history. <laughs> um, but it's my and it just irks me when you hear people talking about well, you got the so-called non-communicative, different, different use or limited use of words um and everybody's watching this thinking i'm putting it down i'm not but it's just the misunderstanding of different forms of communication
0: exactly. it's not all about talking prettily no sometimes And it's not even about using words sometimes. (laughs) So many different forms of communication, which is also something that can trip us up. So facial language. mm. I may
1: see it sometimes. I'm just trying to work out what it means. And I go, my face looks blank because I'm
0: focusing. Exactly, exactly. I'm I'm not interested now, of course, because I'm blank. (laughs) (laughs) I know so many misconceptions and so many things that still aren't understood. But um, conversations like this hopefully helped change the bigger picture so that more people start to realize that my face yeah my face is so elastic sometimes it can be so animated and even I'm like how did my face get into that position yet put me in a conversation and where I'm focused and it's so blank you can't read me Unless it's obviously completely humorous and then I'm laughing. Um, so, But it's, it has to be the extremes. Anywhere in between, it's quite neutral looking, my face. <laughs> it, that sort of matches with a belief I have. Basically,
1: we're over or underreacting. We do not have the middle section.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and that comes down to senses. Comes senses come into play there too. They're either under or overreactive. So depends on the environment. It depends on the day. Depends on energy levels. Company. So many things. (laughs) And it changes. I know it's so confusing sometimes. I'm very
1: light sensitive, but when it comes to sewing, my brain. I need the light.
0: If I'm. If I'm sculpting, that's the only time that I will take my glasses off. And actually, any other time, I will panic if I don't have my glasses because I can't see. But then take my glasses off a sculpting, ta-da! And it just works. Who knows? Yes, tinted glasses can help a great deal. Mm. And this
1: helps a great deal. That helps a great deal. And it's just got to be, I sit down to a task, I've got to select the right, Fidget toy. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be just right. Um, and it's not, these are not toys. I'm fortunate I am actually ambidextrous. I can write multiple different ways, which is very useful at, when you're incorporating a mouse and ticking a piece of paper with the other hand. Mm.
0: <laughs> that is useful. Well, Joe, it has been really a pleasure to talk to you it's been really easy and nice easy conversation thank you and I'm sure that a lot of people will resonate with what we've spoken about today other than LinkedIn is there any other way that people can connect with you I am on Facebook
1: Joe Farmer the autistic mouse um the
0: I've got a blog LinkedIn it's just Joe Farmer. I will link those into the show notes so people can click through and if they would like to follow your work they can do so and if they'd like to reach out and have a conversation then they can also do that. I would love to commute talk to people we can find out more from each other. Exactly well that's how we learn and grow and develop and work out how best to support each other and each other's individual needs the neurodiverse neurodiverse world is supportive of each other, I think. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your time today, Jo. As I say, it's been a pleasure and thank you. Thank you very much, Nikki.
1: I enjoyed the conversation. Me too.
0: And for our listeners, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never have to miss an episode again. Thanks for tuning in. Tism on Mass.